in the red room. Before the stars can be paid, there gotta be a dope ass story on the page. Let the beast about the cage. That light about the dark, can you build the inferno from my itty bitty spark? Coffee shop hustlers rise with the cream. A million of the writers, same Hollywood dream. Your pen and paper, all like bullets in the gun. Write what you feel, say what you want in the red room. We say what we say, we do what we feel. We gotta keep it real in the red room. All about the crap of screen writing. Fill my bottle up with lightning up in the red room. So look, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get in. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. You guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, Lisa? 2016. 2016. Sorry, yeah. I'm sitting here right now. I just, I'm sorry. In the you middle, I got, no, no, I got a story idea, uh-huh. and I had to write it down in the middle of the theme song. Damn writers, look at that. You know, I got a multitask, <laughs> and it just hit me. I was like, if I don't write this down, yes. and I'm like, but they're looking at me like maybe I'm writing a note to you. So I'm like, no, I'm writing a note to myself. Like, this is a good line. Dialogue. I thought grocery list. Right. I was going, she's doing her grocery list right now. She over there sleeping. Well, I always carry a little journal because people say things, or I see something, and I have to write it down. Mm-hmm. I used to put it in my phone, but then my phone would break every now and then. I would lose stuff. And I'd be so sad. So it's like, I'm just going to have to do Everybody's old school. Everybody's phone's on silent, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to do it old school. But anywho, I'm okay. here. Cool. That's what's up. So you guys know how we do it on The Rant Room. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. So y'all hear her voice, Lisa Bolakaja. Hello there. A.K.A. Street Nerdist. Yes. A.K.A. <laughs> Sophista <Sophisa> Ratchet. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, your hey, af- hey, hey. your Afro auntie. <laughs> I want a nickname. Can you guys give me a nickname by the time oh, we're done? We'll here? figure it out. We'll okay, figure go, it out. Go, 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 go. The more we get to know you, you'll be like, oh, okay, this bitch right here. This is what we're going to call him. <laughs> well, hello, everybody. What's up, Lisa? Lisa Coat Jam. Yes, the summer is, is kicking in. Yes. Uh, I think my last public service announcement <laughs> was not to be uh, unfriendly to sharks. Mm-hmm. Sharks don't want to bite you in the water, people. Uh, they don't like the taste of human flesh, even though they do <laughs> jack people up from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week's uh, public announcement is what is uh, hydrate. Hydrate. <laughs> even though we're in a drought right now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was going to tie into the fight want, of the walking. You know what it is. I was walking onto the lot here, and I felt like I was going to pass out. It's like <laughs> it's on, the building is only right there. It's so hot, y'all. It's so hot in Hollywood. Anyway, it is, it is. how you doing? I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. good. What's up? What's up? Mm-hmm. So y'all know how we do it on the rant room. If you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get it in. Yes. So today we got a cool ass show for y'all. I'm excited about this one. That's gonna be a good one because uh, everybody know we zombie heads like a motherfucker. I just turned into big a big um, zombie movie yes. right now. Yes, uh, Hillier so. is slow zombie. I am fast zombie. Well, my new movie is a fast zombie. Oh, yes, I, I usually prefer that. slow zombies because I like to have people get contained. Somebody makes a mistake, it opens a door, a yeah. window, or something, and that's what allows them in. And then it becomes tension. You know, human I mean? stupidity. Exactly. I like that. So anyway, you actually, your show has a little bit of human oh, just stupidity We, we, we try to, we try to pray on that. <laughs> <laughs> we try to get the whole human spectrum from exactly. smart to generous to stupid to... Are you exactly. fucking joking? Wait, yes. am I allowed to curse? I forget. Did you just hear me Yeah, okay. okay. I know, but I mean... You know what? He, was not, he was not paying attention. I was not paying attention. Clearly wasn't listening to I, the I heard an episode. F-bomb and an S-bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so let me introduce my man over here, Kevin Abrams, everybody. Writer, director, producer... 
Um, what else? I'm forgetting. How many other hyphens? You know, you got nine hyphens. Supermodel. Supermodel. Right. Bad, <laughs> that's, his, that's his nickname. Bad right boyfriend. There. Bad, bad boyfriend. <laughs> you know I what? Mean, I got a lot of nicknames. Wait, we got, it depends we got, on how well we're gonna get to know each other. Exactly. <laughs> we don't have exactly. to level up his nickname. <laughs> yeah. We gonna, we gonna, You know what? Note to self. BB Abrams. Work. Bad boyfriend. Abrams doesn't Lord work. Kevin's <laughs> nickname. All right. That's here hilarious. we go. Um, so. Uh, uh, director of the new show uh, Fight of the Living Dead you guys on uh, what's, what's the channel what's it called it's Network? YouTube Red YouTube so Red part of that initial content guys, push that they're doing you guys doing. are like on the cusp of the new because remember at the time mm-hmm. it was Netflix and Hulu yeah. and like just YouTube Red just the, the next, just the next level shit mm-hmm. right here in fact, I'm like, I'm going to get, I'm going to sign up for my YouTube Red. Yes, I, know. I was like, there's some shit on there. I need to And then it gets that. really weird. You look at your like monthly bill and there's just $9.99 charges because <laughs> you have Hulu and Netflix yes, and YouTube Red. Wait, wait, then, wait, then you start looking back in the old days, the 80s, like, oh, is he, are these porn charges? <laughs> <laughs> wait, we can talk about Robin Bird if you want. I can do a whole Robin Bird. Uh, different what? show, different who was show. I, who, who, who was I calling? <laughs> <laughs> there's always some company you never fucking heard like of. It's like $9.99. Exactly. All right. Here we go. <laughs> That's hilarious. So welcome to the show. Thank um, you, thank you. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. That's what's up. No. Thanks. Big shout out to Lisa Bustamante over there, chilling in the back, your PR rep. <laughs> she rep- she represents the show, right? Good. That's what's up. So we're going to try to get some of the other stars on the show, too. So you got to let awesome. them know. I will. Come on the show. So... What's up, man? What's up? Welcome to the show. What's up? Let's talk zombies. So let's tell the kids where you're from, how you got into the game. Uh, Jersey originally. Mm -hmm. Um, I got into the game because I gave up sports. Really? Yeah, because I realized athlete. I was short, white, and Jewish, you, and I was just like, I'm completely wait, 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 fucked. Wait, 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 <laughs> I wanted to be a tennis pro. Oh, I okay. leveled out of 5'9", and All I was right. like, I will never hit the ball hard enough. <laughs> So then I discovered this thing called the Grateful Dead and Fish. Okay. Got okay. me into the music scene. Oh, my God. Were Tangential. You like, were, you, were you traveling? Oh, yeah. you know were you one of them I, oh I was God. selling shiitake burritos in the parking lot. <sighs> really? On tour for a long time. You might have seen me a couple of times. Man. <laughs> <laughs> might have. <laughs> there was a couple of weeks back in the day. I had a friend that had a, he actually had the Mystery we Machine have, band. Oh, my. Are you he, serious? He was painted just like That's Scooby-Doo. That's brilliant. And really? drove child. I got some stories. <laughs> 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 so uh, yeah, when you give up sports, you have a lot of free time on your hand. And I just okay. got to the video store and I started renting all sorts of craziness. And I just got obsessed with films. Mm-hmm. And you're making me sad now. Oh, because no, you just said awesome. video stores. <laughs> I know, <laughs> crazy town. Oh, I just went God. into storage the other day and I found a box of VHS tapes. And they were like, I mean, <sighs> kids they were listening. Back going, what the they that? had just stopped. <laughs> like this company, they had just uh, literally a month ago. Mm-hmm. They just produced the very last VCR. Get oh, out of town. What kind? There are no more. Japanese company? I think it's Japanese. They yeah. was, it was on National Plan. They were talking about the last one just mm-hmm. rolled off. That is heartbreaking. That is it. Wow. So I am so glad that my mama's got a bunch of VCRs because <laughs> I got a stack that I have not transferred. So when I, hear, when I hear that with the VHS, it just seems like another. It was like, remember the days of H track, and then we went to cassettes. Well, DVDs are going then, out too. Yes. Yeah. If you think no about one, it, because no Lisa, that. Lisa, I just got rid of a box of those too. Yes. Yeah, because if you think about it, Lisa sent me a link to watch mm-hmm. your show and, and the, the, the promos and all the stuff like that. We used to get the, 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 yeah. the DVDs. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So that that's progression, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So and CDs and tapes. And CDs, but the, the tapes, tapes are coming back in. I was in a, a thrift really? store the other day, and they were selling old tapes. Really? Oh, that's just going to get jacked up. They're going to wreck those prices. <laughs> <laughs> you get that little tape coming out and shit. Well, there's all the great pictures of kids now with like boom boxes, like all that 80s yes. flavors coming back in, yes. so the kids want to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I they mean, got the boom box ones where you have like, you know, your little CD, and now it's like your digital 
blue box. So it's like, yeah, you it's can a blue put your, box. like, iPhone yeah. in and stuff but like that. But it's a Bluetooth. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, all right. It's uh, not that. It's wacky. almost. It's almost. <laughs> Retro's cool. Anyway. What can we say? So you started you started. Yeah, watching so I just got obsessed with film, and this was roughly around college. My mm-hmm. college, strangely, did not have a film program. That oh, a film really? theory program. What'd you got? A University of Pennsylvania. Okay. So uh, they were known for a business school, which I dropped out of really quickly because <laughs> <laughs> I was on Fish Tour and Dead uh-huh. Tour. Um, then I got into strangely physical anthropology, which uh, because it met mostly at night, so I didn't have to wake mm, up early. Okay. And I got really into the notion of narratives because the whole thing about physical anthropology is about the narrative of the human being. Okay. Um, and then when I graduated. I reached out to a friend of mine who uh, had a documentary film company in New York. He did stuff for Nat Geo and Discovery. Huge, like huge old school dude. Mm-hmm. Was one of the first people to climb Everest in film. Was yeah. part of the original creative wow. team on the Electric Company. If I really <laughs> want to date myself, exactly. And three, two, Morgan one, Freeman. contact. Come on, easy Come on. reader. Come on. <laughs> yes. And uh, he gave me a job, and he gave me the greatest job in the world, and I had no clue about how awesome it was at the time. Mm. I was Don't you 22. hate that? Oh my Don't god, you, god. You're an idiot. Why, why Idiots back like then. I was 23, traveling with them to like you know Rio, deep into the jungles of like okay. Ecuador and stuff like that, Just like filming anacondas and doing all sorts really? of nutty stuff. I hate you right now. I hate myself for leaving. Well, hate, yes. <laughs> and then about a year and a half later, I was like. I'm going to go write the great American novel. And he's like, okay. And then he's like, where are you doing this? Well, I was like, well, I was thinking about moving out to like Idaho and ski bumming while I do it. And he's like, I'll make you a deal. I'll keep your job for you. Go take your six months, go write your book. He knew I was going to be back. (laughs) I went, I got about like a hundred pages into it. Terrible. And, uh, at that time, I was like, my girlfriend got into grad school in Berkeley and it just brought me out west. And from there, I started working in doc and then eventually I applied to AFI and that brought me down to LA. And then the rest sort of like is, okay. I guess, history. Yeah, definitely. Sort of abbreviated. It's not, good, of. not a good abbreviation, but. No, it's good because it, it shows the one good thing that, that I think you have that a lot of people don't have when they come to LA is that you've got some life experience. Yes. And you travel the world. Yeah. And a lot of people have not been outside the United States. Yeah. Which is always crazy. Which man. is mm-hmm. always like, why? If you have the, and we have to understand though, like it is a privilege to travel, but if you have yeah. the opportunity, why wouldn't you not? Mm-hmm. I just think it just makes you a better person. Creatively, culture, experience, yes. That's a big world. Yes. And we do stupid things in it. (laughs) (laughs) Then we learn that we have things to write about when we do stupid things in the big world. Exactly. Um, Yeah, so after that, I got into reality television Mm -hmm. and I spent a lot of time editing, which for me is Mm -hmm. like the core of all good storytelling. And it helped my writing hugely at the time. Mm -hmm. And it still does to this day Mm because you actually sit in and you're like, I don't need to do that. I don't Mm -hmm. need to say three extra lines. I can do this off a look. And Mm -hmm. you just learn what a scene's about. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially when you're just given raw footage and you're like, make Miss America likable. (laughs) And you're like, but she's the most obnoxious. She's even bigger than the planet. But she's the devil. You want to make it likable? Let's go shoot something with a PA in the parking lot. We'll make that likable. Um, So you just learn a lot of different great sort of skills about how to make stuff interesting. And And you have uh, to be fast. And you have to be super fast. And, you know, every time you make a decision, you're communicating. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy to go down a wrong path. If it gets wrong, you undo it. You take Mm -hmm. a lot of lessons in, like, being okay with making mistakes. And uh, same thing with screenwriting. Mm-hmm. Apple Z, undo, mm-hmm. delete, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. or copy-paste. Mm-hmm. It's the same sort of concept. And, uh, I mean, all those things were actually carried over into the show because it's scripted in a non-scripted environment. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you, so did, did you move to L.A. Uh, uh, figuring you'd get more into writing and directing 
TV, uh, movies and TV and stuff? Yeah, or did it, that was or did the reality was a side. The reality was a completely amazing opportunity that came. So when I graduated AFI, right before I graduated, we had a script optioned, and I, I was like, it. I am living the dream. <laughs> this was <laughs> easy, right? Exactly. Was easy. Big studio likes right. big movie. I am going to be awesome. <laughs> and then of course, like five months later, the guy who optioned it. A movie came out, did mm-hmm. not do well. Mm-hmm. The option disappeared, yeah. and I was like, "I gotta we pay rent." How many times? <laughs> it's heartbreaking, but it's also the experience because um, it sort of gives you a really good opportunity to sort of not to be dependent on what you're doing because yes. it's very easy to get lazy. Mm-hmm. So it reminded me, like, I have to continue to write more. I have to go mm-hmm. out and make more content. Um, and when I was living in the Bay Area, I was working for Apple, developing a program called Final Wait, where Cut you, Pro. Where were you in the Bay Area? Where oh, in you? Berkeley. Oh, okay. I grew, I'm from Palo Alto. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. But you said It was fun. <laughs> the hood. It was fun. I mean, people <laughs> <laughs> always like, Palo Alto? I like, no big yeah, to the other side. I was about to say, that's... Let me, sound. let me qualify that <laughs> statement. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's gorgeous up there. Yeah, Amazing. Mean. But um, not great for filmmaking. Or uh, great for filmmaking if you're in... The if scene. you're doing commercials yeah, and industrial. Yeah, if you're doing commercials or sure. docs. If you want yes. to save the world with a doc, but that was not putting food on my table. Which eventually is why I applied to AFI and I was like, if I want to do this, I really got to sort of jump into the belly of the beast, mm-hmm. which was L.A., and uh, I came down here from that. So the hope was eventually to get into writing and directing, and I studied mm-hmm. directing at AFI, but okay. the editing came out by just needing to get a paycheck. Hmm. And it was like, once again, like the greatest boot camp ever. I mean, I mm-hmm. spent two years at AFI talking about story, talking mm-hmm. about screenwriting. Yes. You know, amazing screenwriters right. would come, and they'd give mm-hmm. us lectures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you got to put food on the table and you got 30 minutes to put out a cut, <laughs> like, you're writing a scene in the edit room real yes. quickly. Yes. So to me, that was like the, like, and to this day, I always tell people, like, especially if you want to be a filmmaker, mm-hmm. get in the edit at bay like mm-hmm. see what works like mm-hmm. do it strip out the dialogue make it off looks add more dialogue just use music like mm-hmm. it's just that's how you I communicate love it your when subtext people do things um like you said the subtext when you off look a lot of times people write stuff and it's like dude you don't even need all that shit mm-hmm. just a cl- just get the cut of the eye reaction shot you're good you're good you're mm-hmm. done yeah you know and they mm-hmm. do a little too much and i, and I think like you said, with editing, it's like, you know, I always tell people, you know, the story's told three ways, the writing, the directing, and the main thing that really pulls it together is always, in my book, is always the editors. Mm-hmm. Like, I love looking at documentaries about different editors on how they think and how they put films together because it really has helped me as a writer True. because I'm like, I don't really need to do all this shit because <laughs> I can put this here, and it's so much richer and better. So I'm glad, as an editor, you respect the story game and the narrative <laughs> and making shit work because the editor can save it. They do, and they give phenomenal notes because they're always thinking about arc and they're thinking about characters and when you write you think about that Mm -hmm. and then when you film it it sort of gets lost a little bit because you just want to get your days and opportunities come and opportunities disappear and you're constantly it's like a war of attrition you're like okay how do we fix this we got Mm -hmm. another thing to deal with and then when you get back in the edit bay is the time when you get to look at it again Mm -hmm. and actually see what it feels like rhythmically Mm -hmm. so I love sitting down with my editor friends and getting notes on scripts and because they just they know and they also are good making it lean like they can take like a 125 page script and Mm -hmm. be like give you you know a half page of notes and next thing you know it's like 97 pages Yes. And you're like, yeah. thank you, buddy. <laughs> thank you. Let me ask you a good question. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> it reminds me, um, we're, we're having a meeting the other day on the Black Committee, mm-hmm. and I met these two young writers who are um, actually like writer producers on the Dr. Phil show. Oh, no way. They wow. got into the Writers Guild from the Dr. Phil show. It's like one of the first um, shows that are talk shows like mm-hmm. that, daytime, mm-hmm. that actually Writers Guild. And I was like, wow, that's Writers Guild. So they were sitting there, and they were like all like in the corner by themselves. I'm like, what's what's going on? Like, well, we're not, you know, we feel bad because we're not writer writer. We want to be, mm-hmm. but we're not, and we're here. <clears throat> I said, look, 
I said, so you guys are producers, right? And I said, yeah. I said, you guys produce the episodes? I said, yeah, we have to go out and field. We have to do this. We have this. I said, you guys have told me everything that a showrunner does, pretty much. Yeah. So guess what? When you guys decide you want to move into scripted, Yield that's bitch. what you pitch. Completely. Pitch how much you can help me as a showrunner, you know, run this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Without running my shit. No doubt. But how you can help me run the yeah. shit. So fuck, forget that you don't have 900 scripts. Just give me one good one, Completely. right? Just Completely. in general. Right. Right? Give me one good one and tell me how good you are on the set. Yeah. I could use you. Completely. You see what I mean? Yeah. And they were like, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, they yeah. didn't realize. No, and it's going to get more blurred and blurred now just because, I mean, there's so much content out there. And mm-hmm. they came of age with this type of different nonfiction filmmaking. Yeah. And we actually, we have a bunch of stuff we develop in the fiction realm. And mm-hmm. everybody talks about how difficult it is to find a showrunner. And I'm sure. like thinking to myself... Find a talk show, dude. Find mm-hmm. a reality, guys. They're still putting up, you know, expensive same shit. shows, same, same thing, shit. same headaches, yes. working at an even crazier pace yes. because they have less money, faster turnarounds. Yes. And I was like, they can, you can go into battle with those people. Agreed. And you'll see that crossover all the time. I mean, one of the cool things about where we work in our company is that we embrace the crossover. We okay. do the nonfiction. We do the fiction. We mm-hmm. do the short form. We do the long form mm-hmm. just because a good idea is a good idea. Mm-hmm. And a good person that can manifest mm-hmm. it in one, I have no doubt can manifest it in the other. Right. So it's like... Totally agree. Producing totally is agree. like... If you can right. get something in the can, yes. you can do it whether it's fiction or not. Right? Yes. Yes. Because I was just curious about, like, um, are you, be, and, and that's why I think it's really important that you have your own company so that you can be in charge of your own destiny. <clears throat> A lot of people in Hollywood are, are, are waiting for Hollywood to hire them. So, you yeah. know, you, we have, that, all have those that, friends. That doesn't always work you know out I mean? that well. <laughs> you mean, so, so if you are successful as a reality uh, director and producer, then people think that's what you are. But because mm-hmm. you have your own company, you can still do your scripted yeah, yeah. because you control your destiny. Trying you know to. what I mean? Well, here, here's $5. <laughs> Go ahead. That's why I got a cell phone. We can make a movie right now. <laughs> exactly. No, but that's actually an interesting little point. With uh, the first time that we did Fight of the Living Dead, we actually mm-hmm. self-produced it and self-funded it ourselves. Oh, really? And it was our way of saying, we're going to give the world a pilot. We pitched it around town. People okay, you got to tell us the okay, origins. Okay. You got to tell us the origins. Um, so basically a good friend of mine who comes out of reality mm-hmm. uh, we used to cut together on Real World and all these fun sort of MTV shows uh, and you know in between those moments we'd sort of banter around ideas and he told me this wacky idea about doing a zombie reality show mm. I had no clue what, I was like you're crazy that makes no sense I mean how are people would even be scared blah 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 <laughs> And then I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? This is actually a pretty genius premise. Mm-hmm. People love playing make-believe. People love that. And, people company, love it. and companies, I was just in Chicago um, a couple months ago and for the Nubby Awards, mm-hmm. and I was walking around, you know, the writer stuff, taking a break. You know, Chicago, Chicago has some good-ass food, y'all, okay? <laughs> the best the in food. the world. So, you know, I was like, mm-hmm. hey, hey, are we going to do the sci-fi stuff? Italian beef sandwiches. But I got to come and check out what's happening. <laughs> and I was walking by, the, and they had like a corporate business where the people were there, there was a team, and they were doing a zombie run in the office <laughs> where as a group team thing. Like, I'd heard about these things, mm-hmm. but I had never seen it. And literally, I was sitting there like, hot dog in my hand, <laughs> Chicago dog. And I'm sitting there looking like, they are about to, like, I wanted to go in and play. Play and be a part of that, mm. that whole zombie experience mm. in the building. And you can see them looking at us like, girl, look, they, my boss made me do this. And I'm like, you're missing You lucky bastards. So the idea of doing zombie stuff, which is everywhere, and to do it as a reality show, that's fucking genius. Yes. Well, thank you. That is genius. Aaron Lewis. Shout out to Aaron. Mm-hmm. I'm so, mad you uh, didn't think of it. <laughs> well, you guys, once again, you can play with us next week. <laughs> Good Lord. Good Lord. Um, so, yeah, it was a blast. When it finally kicked in, I was like, this is an amazing idea. We went mm-hmm. around town. We mm-hmm. pitched it. Mm-hmm. And the way that we set it up, there was no big. 
big prize at the end. You win, you don't get a million dollars. Our whole great concept behind this was the ultimate prize of survival. In mm. a zombie world, like you're not going to get money. You're not going to get a free Lexus. Yeah. And if you do Life get a free Lexus, is over. it's yeah. because like you're breaking into one yourself and you got to get a running away from like 150 zombies. Mm-hmm. So our whole thing was we didn't have a big finale and they were like, well, can you guarantee that people are going to die? And we're like, no, we're not going to approach it this way. Once again, in a zombie apocalypse, you want your fellow zombie survivor to live. Mm-hmm. If he's alive, that's better for you. That mm-hmm. person's got your back. He can mm-hmm. help you get food. So it was a lot. It was very antithetical to the reality shows that were being pitched at the times so and mm-hmm. the competitive space and the big question was what are the stakes what are the stakes i was Mm -hmm. like the stakes are that the kids get to enjoy this Mm -hmm. and they will invest the stakes just by wanting to survive Mm -hmm. and that wasn't enough for everybody so we really were passionate about the idea and we're like let's just fund a version ourselves so we had a project we made some money off of it and we took that and we just rolled it in to do it where my 10 percent okay i got it for you i got it for you okay it's better have my money you're the wga you're the residuals you're international you can do the whole thing <laughs> there is uh, that but yeah. don't tell nobody though. <laughs> um, so yeah we just sort of rolled the dice and we were just really passionate about doing it and we partnered with a channel on YouTube that was the leading genre channel at the time okay. and his suggestion mm-hmm. which was sort of brilliant and it's been a really great sort of learning lesson in how to aggregate for this type of content he's like let's populate it with really successful YouTubers mm, that's, that's yes. brilliant yes. you really. got your audience Already. Already. And all of them got millions of hits. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Which was what yes. was super cool about us. So when we went out and we did the aggregate math, we had over 20 million subscribers we were going wow. out to. And that average is bigger than one episode of Walking Dead, which yes. at the time was Thank the you. biggest yes. show on the planet. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, we put it together. These kids were super awesome. We created mm-hmm. a day-long experience. We used uh, and populated with a wide variety of type of kids. So mm-hmm. there was like, you know, the girl that was into tech. Oh, it was very was diverse. Yeah. yeah. Very diverse. And to yeah. me, yeah. that's sort of coming out of the real world school. I was like, mm-hmm. that's how we're going to get some interesting mm-hmm. reactions. Right. We want to see different people coming together. And also, hopefully that's what a zombie apocalypse is yes. like. Because yes. it's like I had to deal with my sister alone <laughs> for six months. Like, long. I'm sorry, my mom and my sister here in San Diego, they'd be dead. Like before they even sit around and say, oh. "What we going I would have been gone. It's like they're not going to drag me down. I need no. to be with people would, who can handle I this. I tell my husband this. I would say, "Look, babe, I love you to death." But, I but got if to the live. zombie apocalypse come and you turn, you ain't gonna make it, Jack. I'm telling you, you ain't gonna make it, Jack. You ain't gonna make it. I'm taking you out. And okay. that's what was the brilliant thing about it. You look around and you're like. He's good with electronics. Oh, that yes. guy can farm. Okay, I want the farmer. And uh-huh. like everybody takes on uh-huh. a special skill set. Right. I'm telling you, this is the bitch you want on your team. <laughs> I have no doubt. Because she know how to make anything, there okay? You I'm telling you. guy was okay. cousin like that. Look, <laughs> look when you no run an outdoor though. science school and you're teaching sixth graders mm-hmm. how to survive in the wilderness. Oh, my God. Is that what you do? That is yes. my day job. I run oh, an outdoor wow. science school. So I'm with fifth and sixth graders you're for a whole week hero. all year. Like, season two, we bitch. Te- look, look, look. We teach them how to do shelters. Mm-hmm. If they get cr- stuck, like, Where, can, can I items? sign up? <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. I just recently signed up for a course with this guy that does natural foraging. That is really? amazing. And he goes around and he tells you what you can yes, forage what for you and can plant. Forage. And he teaches you how to do like live yes. fermentation okay. and all this stuff. He makes beer with live fermentation. He's like, this will take a, like a more, week or two. More people should do that. Like, oh, like he's in prison and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this look, is the guy. You never know when that skill happens. Because <laughs> when, when the apocalypse happens, it's like, okay, so he can make clothes, but he can make beer. Exactly. Yes. Mm, 
we could be naked. Get the beer, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we could be naked, but we can't We're be zombies. sober. They don't yeah, care. Exactly. They don't care. Um, I love that. Yeah, so we put it, the show together, and we uh, got a great response. Mm-hmm. And then with that in hand, we were able to go to people and say, like, this is what the show will feel like. Right. Now, did you guys shoot the whole entire pilot? We did. We shot the whole entire pilot. So we actually shot for about six and a half hours, and we got about an hour's worth of content out of it. Six and a half hours? Yes. The thing about the experience. Because I felt like when I was watching it, that's because I was watching cameras in yeah. it. <laughs> no, but it, 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 it felt um, like a couple of days. Like, it was like, when I was watching, it's like, it felt like, because there was one part, well, yes. anyway, yeah. it felt like yeah. it was days. So that, that was for the pilot, and then for season two, we shot mm-hmm. over 72 hours straight. Okay. And then oh, basically, okay, that's and it. that's one of the key tenets for the premise, is mm-hmm. that once it starts, we don't stop it. Mm-hmm. So we shoot everything in real time. So the bitches don't sleep, too. No. I mean, we were, we were cruel to some of these poor <laughs> kids and they had the best time ever mm. which was what was amazing and so rewarding in the mm-hmm. experience but the whole premise is we mm-hmm. built out an infrastructure for a location we use remote cameras mm-hmm. we have GoPros I mean for this show we had about 118 cameras that was a combination yeah. of remotes live and then we had guides with ENGs following as well yeah, that yeah, we'd yeah, built yeah. hides for so they'd be shooting through mirror glass and mm-hmm. stuff because oh. so I keep you, wondering like are they right there what the some fuck? T- yeah. eventually by day three yeah. we let them out of their cage a little bit in the sense that like the kids were at that point so involved in the experience that it wasn't they're not stopping. On yeah they weren't okay. tripping on it which is my mm-hmm. biggest thing ever is like I wanted them to feel that this could be as real as possible right. so mm-hmm. especially in the beginning once they showed up at our location mm-hmm. we hid and I was in a control room you know with really? a bunch of monitors mm-hmm. just direct you from that location Wow. and then I pass it over to the night guy and he'd direct from that location too mm-hmm. and then every once in a while we'd come in and we'd sort of alter mm-hmm. but for the most part we were gone so we tried to and make it, it a theatrical. Creep, it has a creepy feel oh, to it when yeah. you when you watch it. You know when they when they grab them and stuff like like you can see the nervous energy in them. They're like, oh, yeah. we're gonna do this, but there's a point like when they're escorted. Not to give it too much away, but when they're escorted to be taken to the location, mm-hmm. blindfolded, like, blindfolded, yeah. and stuff, <laughs> like it, it was a moment like this is this is feeling really perchy <laughs> <laughs> and zombie. Like it's the shit I like. It's like yeah. and, I, and and there's an audience member. I don't know who the people you're pitching mm-hmm. to. They stupid <laughs> because as a person, as an audience person watching it, like I was watching it in my room in the dark. <laughs> That's how she is. She watches shit as a my dog. Was, my dog like had my to mom. pee. My dog had to pee, y'all, and I made the dog wait. <laughs> So you had him. That's amazing. I like Ripley. Mama got it. Hold on. Hold on. One. Hold on a minute. And it was like you start to feel like this tension for them. And as you're watching it as an audience member, you do start. You start to put yourself in their place, and you start to think. Who would be the person I would ally with mm-hmm. to survive? And number two, you start learning like what shit not to do. <laughs> not the musician. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody like that, bitch. That's all you I'm know? saying. And you just start you start to, to get caught up in it. And then as you're watching them, you notice how it that it's just a moment where it's like, oh shit, it's not reality. Mm-hmm. It's like shit, it's really happening. And mm-hmm. there's a couple of scenes where people, you know, you've got and it's the part I like. Not to give too much away, but there's a couple of times where you have like random people who are part of the scenario who come in, and you're like, mm-hmm. Dude, "Can we touch this? Can we trust this bitch?" Yeah, like in real life. No, in real life, it's like, first of all, that's some extra food we're gonna have to put out. <laughs> that's another water allotment. Yeah. What kind of skill sets do they have? Mm-hmm. And as you're watching this, you're starting to like start. You start getting anxious as a viewer, which is mm-hmm. the kind of tension I like when I'm watching like a horror thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, awesome. And as you're watching it, you're starting to think, "Damn it." This is I a cinephile. I want to be on this show. She likes your shit. I'm telling you. <laughs> she you, would die you. the crap out of it if she didn't like it. I'm telling you. And then a couple of times I catch myself like, what you doing? 
dude, what are you doing? Okay, y'all fucked up already. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to have one person on the door. I want you in our One person season. looking at I the bodies. So want you yeah. in no, it's season. like like the thinking process. Because you'll be giving us like the walking commentary as it happens. <laughs> but, but no, no. <laughs> like what? Like mystery science theory 3000? Exactly. I'd be in the corner going, see y'all, this is what y'all see. You'd be like, wait a second. Look, you in danger, girl. You're like, I saw Dawn of the Dead. I know what's behind that wall. I know when you see those hand yeah. shadows, what that means. Try not to look at the other cameras like, look, y'all, this ain't this ain't going to bode well. I tried to tell them, y'all. They're not listening. I'm going to hit back right here. But it's like, you do. You get, you get caught up in it. And it's like, it just seems like so much fun. It was. And that was the thing that... For me, I knew the kids would enjoy it, mm-hmm. and everybody's initially. A lot of people were like, "I don't, I don't, not gonna put leave my phone for three mm-hmm. days and not be able to twa- mm-hmm. tweet, to tweet, and Vine, and do whatever yes. they do, Insta yes. chat yeah. or whatever." <laughs> you're like their thingamajiggies, their social thing thing. Wait, wait, it's like, so stuck in the matrix. You get, like you take it out. It's like, please give us the peel back. Exactly, <laughs> and that was like one of the things that we had to do once we brought them in. We took all their phones, all mm-hmm. their media away from them, and we said, "Listen, for three days, right. you have to be." human again right <laughs> right well what i really like you know in part two is because you do have like in most reality tv tropes where you have the different personalities what's really cool is when they're first talking before they get into the experience you can kind of see some of the bravado you see some talking about oh we're gonna see how we work it out and then after a while you start to see the dynamics change completely and certain characters you thought this person ain't gonna make yeah. that was the person that would step up yeah. and do something mm-hmm. like there's a character who does a really smart thing that i'm thinking you know they're talking about you're waking us up what are you doing i'm thinking he is doing his job mm-hmm. he is doing something that's gonna save your damn life mm-hmm. you know first of all y'all oversleeping anyway <laughs> okay you know you're messing up already we have to you do know? a mystery science 3000 <laughs> with you watching this show oh, because you were given the greatest breakdown i've ever it's heard like, what are y'all doing but, 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 I think, but like but like i said yeah. that's from the audience viewpoint. yeah 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 especially those people who love horror mm-hmm. those people who really love the zombie stuff and those people who are really into it because i'm telling you it's like it's like the purge it's the zombie stuff it's like you know the, who's going to be the last person standing <laughs> and then then you have like the 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 fillers at the end where you're like oh shit is this person going to make it or not mm-hmm. and then you're waiting so i think it has all the elements that makes a great reality show especially for somebody like me who's mm-hmm. kind of over reality shows because yeah. you know when you mm-hmm. when they first start and it's exciting you start watching it after a while, you don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, the younger people that are coming up who are just now experiencing that. But for for a person like me who's been through all the reality show mm-hmm. stuff, to have something like that that engages me that much That's very awesome. quickly, yeah. you know, it's going to make me think, okay, let me come back to reality TV because now they're doing something that I'm interested in, mm-hmm. which cool. is the combination of horror. horror. And yeah, because yeah. they did one years ago. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like they had a show where they took a bunch of people. And they put them like in a haunted house. And they had like yeah. a cam. Yeah. Yeah. And they had, it was like a town. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. the people, and I thought that was going to be a great show, but mm-hmm. I don't think people were ready for that because mm-hmm. they weren't ready for that horror experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were ready, you know, they were used to Big Brother in a house. Yeah. yeah. And that's Survival. what's amazing about the timing now. You have all yeah. these like escape rooms you yes. have all this engagement stuff you have the zombie right. runs the zombie walks i mean right. universal has a zombie experience for walking dead yep. right now mm-hmm. and i think people want that authentic experience again yes. and that's what we really try to tap right. into and why for us we weren't going to break it at all okay. so like when people come in to bring their food when they're swapping out gopro batteries all right. that different types of stuff they're characters in the experience they're right. scientists that are oh, coming yeah. in to help monitor them checking their stats doing all this types of stuff a so we can shoot it mm-hmm. and not have to shoot around it for the content. That's right. and b that's so that the kids feel like the narrative is still being right. supported mm-hmm. and that was the fun thing about it i mean mm-hmm. we were 
I mean, we almost had 40,000 heart attacks <laughs> behind the scenes because the kids are so much smarter than us and mm-hmm. outsmarting us at every possible <laughs> situation. Yeah. And we're like, why did they take a left down the hall? I'm utterly confused. We had a character. We had an arrow. That went exactly. That, that said, this is the place you have to go. Yeah. And this guy's like, What's wandering off here? down the right and we're exactly. like I'm so confused how are right. we going to get them back and then right. we had to come up with all these different narrative devices to sort of get them back into mm. gameplay Right. so, so the, it put you guys you had to stay in the game yeah, too right. I actually feel like a lot of times we were working so much harder than they were mm. Yeah, wow. it was like so, and everybody was running around when we had our EP dressed as one of our security guards just in case he had to run in <laughs> really? and fun. take people out. We had our, our, <laughs> our, our, I guess they're called challenge producers. They were all dressed right. as characters as well. So if we're shooting, you know, a camera and they run in and they're setting something up for mm-hmm. something, we can still use the footage as part of the experience. Or if mm-hmm. the kid sees that's them, smart. it's not like, oh my God, look, there's behind the scenes. We see right. where the cables see, are. That's logistics. See, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. That's a really good producer. That's something right. that I fucking do like every day. You see all this gray? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Have one piece of gray in November. <laughs> but, said, this is red and chips ahoy. <laughs> you supposed to have them have it in your trailer. You supposed to have a gym in there. Please, oh my god, I'm, I'm inspired by you now. I was like, I didn't realize you could do that in the office. I thought the office was only eating. Well, I'm excited for the, the interaction of the fans, especially when they already have ready-made fans coming yeah. in, and then just I can imagine what the live tweets are going to be about. You know, I'm going to be all up in the live oh, tweets. Oh. <laughs> and it's already fun watching. I'm watching and that's what's so great about this community and using YouTube Red as our distributor Mm -hmm. is that for us, it's always been about the engagement and letting people know that this can be an authentic right. experience. Sure. And nobody speaks to that better than these kids. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're already with the trailers being dropped. They're like, I hope so-and-so dies. I can't believe that person's here. And then like right. the hating, that person's in it. He's the oh, worst. Yeah. <laughs> but then Definitely. you get a great count and they're like, don't be talking about JC like that. <laughs> okay. and just like, exactly. And there's so much passion going on yeah. with it that it really, I hope, sort of will invigorate what's going on with the storytelling. And we want to try use, to get the kids a live tweet and everything? I would love that. And mm-hmm. also, you know, like I want... The ideal world in the next season to bring some of these live kids into the experience. Mm. Yeah, so that it's not just cool. about these people, right. you know, the great YouTube stars. It's mm-hmm. great to have them because they know how to sure. embrace the experience. Sure. But mm-hmm. I want to open it up for other people too, mm-hmm. because at right. the end of the day, it is a three-day horror house. Mm-hmm. Like you get to go in and kill oh zombies. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's the other thing is that I was worried about when I first started watching was because a lot of these kids have their own shows and they're in front of the camera, yeah. they act. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. But actually, they started. But eventually people started changing a little bit. You start adapting, like Completely. you said. Completely, and that's why <clears> we really very do. much, we didn't want to break the experience because mm-hmm. our whole thing was eventually we get to the point where they're going to be who they are. Mm-hmm. And you see beautiful character arcs, which mm-hmm. is something that we structured for and dreamt about in the right. writing room, but we never thought we'd be able to execute because yes. it's reality. Right. And the one thing that we did is like, we don't script deaths. We don't script any of that type of stuff. We script mm. scenarios. And whatever right. ends up happening, we have to follow. And a lot of times we had stuff from day three that we had to put on day two and day two, and then we have to make up other things on the spot Mm -hmm. and bring it in to adapt to keep the story moving forward. But anything that happened there, we just had to be, it was like jazz. You had to follow the rhythm section, which were the kids. So um, it was a really good experiment in letting go. Yeah. What about for those, well, the ones who may not have survived, (laughs) when you got a chance to debrief them and talk to them, like what? Did you talk about like the before and after experience? Like, what was yeah. it like for them? They, I mean, to this day, they keep joking about how they have PTSD, really? which I take as a hey. personal victory. Yeah, <laughs> which means that it was real for them. Right. But um, they love it. I mean, they became such a great unit that after we finished shooting, they would have Secret Santa together. They would hang oh, out really? and have a movie night. Like, they would nice. literally bond. They have their own chats that they're doing with mm-hmm. each other right now, communicating all the time. Mm-hmm. And even with some of our live 
actors in the experience. There's a couple of the people that they had to stay with overnight, and right. that were part of. Mm. They were scripted elements that mm-hmm. were how we were able to navigate through the experience. And they became friends with these people, and they still hang out. They still mm. talk. They're all going to be at the premiere together. They're mm-hmm. all going together. It's wonderful. So they had an amazing time, and they want to come back and help us game design for the next year. Yeah, because I think good. that was going to ask you that. It's like you know, getting their input in terms of like you said when they were like outsmarting some of the things. You're like, oh. wait, damn it. Do something. He's, not, he's going exactly. the wrong way. To help. Bring in a zombie yes. now. <laughs> no, I want to bring you guys back and them for gameplay next exactly. year. Because I could only imagine the crazy we'd come up with, which oh is sort God. of the fun. So for the other, like, if comes a hit and then you start getting a new season, what are some of the other, like, locations? Because I was trying to think to myself, yeah, like, where, where, where else can you where go? Where could you go? We have a dream location, YouTube. Can I speak to you on behalf? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Our dream location, we want to do it in Hawaii next. Mm. It sounds a little convenient. That's all I'm saying. Uh Hawaii, but we have actually a really cool story. You want to be in the rainforest or some (laughs) shit? Eating pineapples like they go zombie. Wait, the three of us. I need to sleep in a hotel. My only question is, will the zombies be able to climb trees? Because yes. I can live yes. up there. I can live up the tree. You know, my little thing up there. Maybe swim in water. Yeah, Maybe I can get my hair wet. Oh, no, because then, then the zombies will start coming in the water and stuff, and that'll yeah, be messed that up. Be oh, God, that'll be messed <laughs> up. Well, one of the cool things that we did is we built a huge backstory for the whole experience, and okay, it's actually percolates through the whole show itself, is we built this whole thing about this organization mm-hmm. that basically has been doing this for 70 years, and they initially were trying to create this first super soldier. Okay. And as a result, the scenarios that we have for all the seasons are is that every season is an experiment. Mm-hmm. And the experiment is created to see how normal human be- people react to these exposures to mm-hmm. these creatures, which mm-hmm. are called, I guess, zombies. In okay. our world, they're not called zombies. Okay, I hate when people call them zombies. Yeah. yeah. My new movie, I don't call them zombies either. Yes. They're just, people with issues. They're just people with issues. Who are chasing you. <laughs> uh, we call them necrotic bioforms. So okay. basically, Ooh. the way that it's set up in our world Love is that. that there's multiple levels of them. And oh. every time we want to see a different human reaction, we introduce this different type of level. Hmm. So oh, some okay. may be slow walking, some may be able to jump. I noticed that. Oh, I well, noticed damn. that because I noticed that, that makes sometimes it hard. you do a close up on them and their their makeup isn't fully, and some of them are fully. Completely, yeah. That's why. So there's right. a whole backstory okay, with got all of this, and all about right. sixty-five, seven years of research of them actually creating these creatures. Okay. So um, the next experiment will be them dealing with them in a different environment under okay. different circumstances, yeah. and it actually plays more into the backstory of where they came from mm-hmm. and how there may be some connections that even date back to World War II, which oh, is why okay. Hawaii is really interesting because there's a lot of connection to World War II. Yeah, 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 and we definitely. have a tie-in with the Pearl Harbor scenario. Yeah. Yeah. A whole little thing going there's on There's a little there. thing in mind. There's yeah. a little thing yeah. in mind. So yeah. that would be yeah. the dream, mm-hmm. the dream, the dream, the dream, like the dream. Well, I like, I like the, the, the idea of levels of infection because then you have mm-hmm. to like really be on your toes. Like, yeah. Cause well, there was something in The Walking well, Dead. Well, shit, now that means that one chick is suspect now. It's I remember like, completely. I, I wrote, can't trust her. I wrote her. The Walking Dead spec, like season two or three, whatever. And I remember when I was researching the study, you got to watch all of them 900 yeah, yeah. times. And I remember there was something Rick said or somebody said something about, oh, no, when they first turn, they're faster. They're able to move faster than they can but as they get older they start slowing there was some word somebody threw Mm, it out it was a throwaway Mm -hmm. and i was like they didn't want you to hold on to that yeah 
so that whenever you see them, you can't tell how come that one can run, why, why is that one slow? Right. They told it to you way back. That's mm-hmm. interesting. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I'm already thinking about all the backstory you can create because of something yes. like that. Right. Which yes. is super, super fun and cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that was like part of our scenario. So ideally, Hawaii would be one. Love it. Um, mm-hmm. We've talked about doing it in other urban environments, but I feel like... Uh, since we did this one and last year as well was in an urban environment, I'd like mm-hmm. to do something with a little bit of scope and scale. Yeah. Okay. Um, I love I westerns. I would just love to show some sunset shots. I believe there's a western shots. town on the big island of Hawaii. Is there really? Yeah, I believe. Oh, no way. Yeah, they were like the first cowboys. Some See, of the first producer. Cowboys. This is what you do. I was there looking at. There's a studio there. Get out of town. There's a big studio on the Big Island, and then we went and toured it and everything to go see. Uh, We were talking about moving there at one Uh point. Anyway, long story. (laughs) But I'll connect you. I I would love. I would love. I love. Um, So, um, so that's basically in the ideal world, that would be the version we'd be able to sell. Mm. So, what do you want to say, Sam? Come on, So when's the premiere of the show? Uh, August 17th. Okay. Yes. You guys going to come? August 17th. Were we, we invited? YouTube's faces. You are now. Oh! <laughs> 17th. What day is that? Wednesday? Wednesday. Is that Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Five I think I can go Wednesday. Come on. That may be fun. Right. Where is it? We're going to have a zombie walk. It's going to be at the YouTube studios in... Uh, oh, in the... Yeah. Uh, I would say Marina Del Rey, but it's Playa Del Rey. Uh, Playa Del Rey. Oh, that sounds like fun. Can you go? Zombie drinks? Yeah, why not? Come on. Check it out. Be up there like, you in danger, girl. <laughs> you guys completely should come. It'll be really, really that fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. So, what are some other projects you're working on? I mean, once this takes off, uh, I mean, what's we next? have a, a feature that we're in pre-production on right now, which is a genre piece. It's sort of our reimagining of the Oliver Twist story Ooh. Um, Ooh. with kids who have special powers. Um, I call it my Buddhist uh, genre film because it's about people learning how to be in the present, which mm. is the subtext okay. of the whole thing. Okay. And they happen to have these special powers that enable some of them to be present. Okay. okay. Um, and then we have a lot of other fiction stuff in the TV world. We have a project with Norman Lear, which to me is like the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Yes. I got the yeah. best rejection letter from him <laughs> is, when, I was, I mean, when I was 13. He is the greatest, awesome. most amazing human being of all time. Mm-hmm. And we're developing a show with him about, uh, it's an anthology series about the Supreme Court. So every season would focus on a landmark Supreme Court case, and okay. you'd examine it law and order style, but over the season. So the first half would be about the crime that initiated it, mm-hmm. and the second half is oh, about nice. how they tracked it through the Supreme Court and came mm-hmm. up with their judgment. Um, so that's a really cool thing that we're doing. We have a ton of stuff in the scripted, uh, non-scripted space. Okay. We have mm-hmm. another really fun hybrid reality show that we're doing right now, which mm-hmm. is a throwback to the 80s horror world. We've been calling it Wet Hot Summer Meets Friday the 13th. There you go. Um, Okay. It's called Camp Camp Blood. Yes. That's all I'm going to say about it. Okay, that's cool. cool. uh, We've gotten some offers on it right now, so we're we're keeping on the deal. No problem. No, no problem. I love it, though. I love it. Um, So that's been, and we're going to take our learnings from this experience and Mm -hmm. apply it to that. Okay. You know, as somebody who grew up with, I mean, I saw Friday the 13th when I was like nine years old. You know what? That's good parenting. That's great parenting. (laughs) I'm telling you. That's for real. We have a philosophy that, matter of fact, let me tell you how I got this big writing assignment to do this big zombie movie was. The producer came and sat down here. We were sitting here talking, and he pitched me the project. He he had a freaking blurb. It was like nothing. And I sat there and pitched back to him why I believe kids should see zombie movies, why why they should see horror movies, period. Right, And I told him our philosophy. We think parents should teach kids to see scary movies when they're a kid. Because uh-huh. it, teach it teaches you about reality. It teaches you life skills. It teaches you how to deal with when you're walking down that the street. That shit can go wrong you. at any moment. <laughs> and you, you have to deal. That's your thing. Exactly. Is, you have to. All of that. Uh-huh. And, and that's what sold him. I love that. I gave him this whole scenario that's on how why. You know, my mom and my It's uncle. like making you, it makes you street smart. The life. Yeah. You can you know tell. I mean? You can tell. Those people who are going to survive, you can mark my words, people. 
if you're if you're a person who has grown up with horror and something goes down, I guarantee you, ninety percent of those people who've seen horror, they gonna make it. They're gonna, they're gonna, because everybody else gonna be walking around talking about. I don't understand what's least, going on. You gonna at least make Papa it. Papa said too. he was gonna be here. I think we should sit in this car yeah. and see what happens. Oh, yeah. there's some people. Let's go investigate. Uh-huh. No, completely. those are the dead ones. Yeah, completely. Horror will save your life, people. No, I think that's a fun. Okay, that maybe explains how I'm been able to survive That's Hollywood. I'm telling you, it teaches you how it teaches you. Like, thank you, mom, for taking me to see children shouldn't play with dead things know. in my 1972. Mom and my thank you. Were I mean, not only were they huge like cinephiles, but they loved horror. And yes. my grandmother, oh. I mean, you know. My, that side of the family's uh, they're they're Mexican, and mm-hmm. you know they would tell you horror stories when you're four years at old anyway. Mm-hmm. La Llorona, La Llorona, exactly. Yes. Like I, yes. my grandmother used to tell me this story. The children of the earth, those little creature things oh with the faces you, you know, on them. Do you know about the donkey lady? The donkey? Oh God, yes. Jesus, I mean, this was the demented life that the I grew chupa- up with. Uh-huh. The chup- I mean, all this stuff. So like, you know, for them, Ooh, Michael you got Myers. On, wait, you got it on both sides, the Mexican yes. and the Jewish. Oh my, oh my God. God, I got all the flavors. <laughs> I got, you need to start writing that shit. One, I mean, you need one. to start writing that a lot shit. Of, a lot of confusion during puberty, though, I'll tell you. I was like, I, I don't know which lane to pick, folks. I'm confused. Am I bar mitzvah? Is it Christmas? What's going on? You do it all. I do it all. Yeah. And now that's Get the, the present, beauty. Bitch. Get the presents. Get the presents. Right? That's what I was What's the boy version of the quinceanera? Oh, um, we had the bar mitzvah. Is there a Mexican version? There's a Mexican version of the quinceanera for the boys. Okay. So you can have, like, the quinceanera. Bar mitzvah. <laughs> bar, bar mitzvah. It's the bat mitzvah for the girls. But it's bar I love the notion of that actually being the background for a zombie film. Mm. You have to. A, a Mexican Jewish mm. kids in bar mitzvah. I'm just sitting there having a writer's room now. The <laughs> movie would be off the chain. Yeah. The heartbeat would be yeah. off the chain. <laughs> it's like our own version of uh, what's that great Quentin Tarantino Rodriguez film? Uh, oh, oh, um, 30, not 30 Days uh, a Night. No, uh, uh, the Vampire one. Right? Yes, yes, yes. From Dust Till Dawn. Thank you. What is it from Bar Mitzvahs till Quinceaneras? <laughs> <laughs> that was a great tag. That'd be right, on, exactly. tag. That'd be right on the poster. Yes. Boom. <laughs> great tag. Um, yeah, so I was raised on that stuff. So yeah, I oh love God. that philosophy. I'm going to raise my kids on it. I'm sorry. You have to. And also just mm-hmm. to be like, dude, Michael Myers, not that scary. No. What it te- no, and this <laughs> no. is the main thing it teaches you. It teaches you to trust your own intuition and your own voice. It mm-hmm. teaches you that there are certain situations that kind of sketchy yeah. and maybe you not want to do that yeah. and when you don't have that in your life when you've been just feeding your kids these Disney movies and remember the old days Disney used to get the scary ones too yeah. you know until they got like corporate and they're like well we need to make a whole lot of money oh bitch God. they was telling us stuff <laughs> dude one of my I'm favorite you, something ooh. wicked this way comes oh please. that's your movie right there please yes. dude, Ray Bradbury Disneyfied darkest movie ever I remember mm-hmm. seeing that when I was like seven or eight not even remotely <laughs> understanding how crazy it was until like ten years ago when I watched I'm it I'm telling you you watch that it'll prevent you from running into crazy people <laughs> Well, look, it anything. helps you with with dating because you start to understand human behavior. Because you recognize the signs. Yeah. Like uh, this bitch you. is crazy. <laughs> You. And I need to like keep swiping left a couple they, more times. People always ask me, "How do you have these long relationships?" I've been my husband almost fifteen years. That's amazing. I'm like, because I studied. Because I studied. I studied. Yes. I went not crazy. Okay. Not crazy. No, mm-hmm. Doesn't have a weird relationship okay. with his mother. Thank you. Oh. Well, that was that. Okay. He invites you over to his house. Doesn't yeah. live alone. Go into the closets. Okay. Doesn't have strange mm-hmm. outfits hanging out in the kitchen. Yeah. Thank you. A lot of good stuff. I'm a lot of good you. stuff. I'm telling you. I you so want to go to your sixth grade science camp now. I can only imagine what you're teaching. It's, you, can no, it's, a, it's, you know, you can come up anytime. We're, we start, we, we're going to start back up in November. But basically, it's wilderness, and mm. we do stories, and we're not allowed to tell scary stories. But every now and then, 
you know. When we get a really rowdy group of kids, especially when they're coming from San Bernardino. Oh, my God. And I get my fantastic, and I love my Mexican kids. We come up, and if I want to put them in check, look, La Llorona comes out for real. We'd be around the campfire, and they'd be like goofing up. I said, look. You're like, you think that happened at the ocean? She lives right over there. That cabin right there. And they all Coyotes are howling. Chupacabra. <laughs> Supposedly the best exhibit at Universal Walk is the La Llorona one that they yep. were doing. Supposedly it just scares the crap out of you. And Which, I gotta go back to those things. I, mean, I wish we had a really good You gotta tell day. them really quick when you did your movie. The La- oh, the La Llorona? You gotta tell them. That's oh really my God. You did a La Llorona So I did this, this show and I thought I wanted to be a director and I realized, no, I just, no. I don't <laughs> just really want to do all that. I just want to write. I really don't want to do all this shit. I really don't. You gotta tell them. And this we did this horror, this horror thing that was based on a Trinidadian horror story and the, the, the Southern Gothic horror I grew up with. And of course, because I'm from San Diego, we're uh-huh. right next to Mexico, you know, mm-hmm. right from the border, you know. So I grew up in like barrio. So it's mm-hmm. like all my neighborhood kids uh-huh. were like multicultural. So everybody had a scare. The Filipinos had shit. The crazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> who's a vampire that at night she kind of stays in the closet and then her stomach and her teeth and her what? esophagus flies out really? and what? sucks blood and the reason why is because you can't tell who it is when it's just the mouth esophagus and the stomach oh, doing oh the blood I've never heard that one before look and then we have La Llorona and so I said we're gonna put La Llorona in this bitch and we're gonna, <laughs> and we're gonna go down to East LA Oh and we walk down the street gorilla style, like, too, gorilla style. style and they have the girl with the whole blood thing the whole white thing and she was sitting there going Dios mio and, just do, and people were in fucking the middle of these and, 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 my, and my, my, my mistake was we did it on a Sunday <laughs> <laughs> Children, these are things when you're doing a horror movie and you're doing cultural horror and you forget oh Catholicism on Sunday and Latinos. I fucked up. I fucked up. She was trying to get a cheap crew, man. I was <laughs> like, I need some extras. Yes. But it was like the, it was like one of those crazy things. And just I said, just stand at me, cross the way, ready. Look, just stand there. Start asking people where your baby is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where do I see this? Oh where do I no, see you know, this? Uh, we, we edited and put together, and I decided it wasn't good enough to put out. That's the kind of artist I. Yo, no, I'm serious. Like it was like we had lost one set, and I couldn't finish it. And you I do couldn't realize get the cut that together. is the premise for like a phenomenal horror prank. You know what? Yeah. You should go back. We should do that again. You know, or maybe when you ne- you create your next reality show, we can have different. I am so you know into what? that. Shit, maybe we should have like different like cultural cultural monster oh, things yeah. reality show, That's and like set it up. Anywho, I'm just saying, phenomenal. it was just one of those things that, that I learned funny. that that would be fun. It's just too much fun. <laughs> so te- teach your babies horror, yes. and everybody, make yes. sure you go and check out the show with the zombies. With and, the zombies. Uh, okay, we're not really zombies, but infect, the infected, infected, the infected, infected yes. folk with issues, the necrotic bioforms. Bioforms. Mm. We felt really proud of ourselves when we came up with it. That's really good. It sounds really like, scientific. What was it NB NB NBF NBF? Do we NBF. have an? an uh, what are they called? Because you got necro for death. Yeah. Uh-huh. You got bio for Fun life. So it sounds life. really scientific. Uh-huh. And it felt really that. scientific. The we're, science we're, nerd to me loves that. <laughs> we were really, our, our writers were very proud. Bitch, don't have me on the show. Because I'd, I'd be adding on to the storyline. No. That wasn't you, even you in you it. You don't even understand. It's all the more reason I'm like, actually, we want you on the show. It's I like, want you guys in the room. Be, in the scene where we're supposed to be sleeping. Y'all know that uh, no, no, this shit is real, right? <laughs> <laughs> they told y'all it was a reality show. Exactly. But that's how they get y'all. <laughs> no, maybe the next season they'll let us in, they'll let us put in my snake scene. Well, I'm really excited Uh-oh. about it. <laughs> I know it's horror. It's making me come back to reality TV, and it's, uh, I'm excited just for 
just to be able to see it and get people excited about that kind of, especially the fans mm-hmm. and yeah. the YouTube and just mm-hmm. do-it-yourself fandom and you're yeah. do-it-yourself doing it. it and real, it's authentic. It's authentic. Yes. It really is. I love it. Cool this will it. drop tomorrow. Does it drop tomorrow? August 17th. So it's this will drop. Oh, this will drop tomorrow. This is going to drop tomorrow. We brought you guys in. You guys are making my mom's yeah. year. Yes. <laughs> so that we can like that way we can tweet it tomorrow and have exactly. everybody out. She's so, so excited. Blast she's like, it all over the world. She's like, oh my God, is that like the radio? Oh, and then I can get my, <laughs> like it. I get my Twitter buddy, Graveyard Shift Sister. Go ahead. What do you say? Yes. Oh, nice. Okay, tell them. Tell them. So we can, oh. you can watch the first episode of Fight of the Living Dead, Experiment 88, for free, August 8th, 17th. Okay. It mm-hmm. drops on a... Black Box TV and then Fuzzy Tube's channel. Oh, okay. So, YouTube Red. Okay. YouTube okay, Red. YouTube Red. YouTube Red. YouTube Red. Definitely. YouTube Red. They're bringing it. Oh my God. <laughs> and you can get a go, trial subscription. <laughs> Introduce what we like to call Ariel slash Red because of her glowing red hair. The perfect spokesperson for YouTube Red. Yes, 30 day subscription for $9.99. And you can get all sorts of cool stuff. They actually have a ton of cool stuff. I, I actually have been watching it now more mm. so than I've been watching my Hulu. I don't, mm. Yeah, I don't even have cable TV anymore. I just watch Did you cord cut? Did you cord cut? I'm I for like the last I want to say the last year and a half. Good like for I'm you. done. Like I don't. I program my own stuff and whatever's new and it's out there and it's niche and it's something I want, mm-hmm. I'm paying for the description to go see that. And guess what? It's a lot cheaper for me, and I'm getting better content. Yeah, <laughs> and you're actually making like a good vote. Like you're it not is. just like you're actually voting with that decision, which right. is what I love about it. Right, yes, definitely. As opposed to just passively taking on the rest of the stuff. True. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of filters. A lot of filters. Mm-hmm. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks cool. so much, my thanks, man. Thanks, guys. This has been this awesome, was a blast. Dude. Thank this you. Was awesome. And so we, gonna... we might have to bring you back. Yes. Uh, cool. Maybe in the next month or so when we do our our our. Um, Halloween shit. So oh we my go God, in we about would horror. love to. We yeah. would. I mean, you know I mean, I'm the biggest. I mean, we'll, we'll just talk about horror. We'll just talk spitball. about it. We'll just talk Mario about Mario Bava. We can go deep. We can go back. Oh yes. my God! You just bring your Mark, please. <laughs> can we get into the Jalo <laughs> films? <laughs> I need to call my friend Jaretta, who was in Demons, uh, and have her come out here. You joking? Yeah, that's my buddies. Oh my God! Oh my God! I mean, like, the Jalo films are the Yeah, she gets back from Alaska. Hey Jaretta, I'm gonna come down to New Orleans. We're gonna write a horror script. You're sitting in New Orleans. It's going to be set in, in uh, New Orleans and Italy because my dad's side of the family are Italian. So, in fact, I'll be there this Hi, fam. I'll be there this Christmas. <laughs> so incredible. <sighs> so it's going to be like a joint thing of the Italian so and the New Orleans. you're doing a Cajun film. It's going to be... <laughs> that sounds insane. It's, it's going to be insane. It's, it's, it's going back to the type of horror that I love that I miss that's not being made, even though mm-hmm. I like a lot of the new horror. But that old school, just kind of fucked up, just shit happens. Yeah. Almost Asian horror, yeah. but that uh-huh. kind of... You don't have to say the whole yeah. reason yeah. why yeah. Yeah, we're not telling you nothing. Yeah. Life can be fucked up. It's like, why is that guy going deal. around with scissors and killing people? Yeah. You know what? It's he like, got problems. Because it looks cool. Because it looks cool. <laughs> you know? And deal with that. And deal with exactly. it. And deal with deal it. With it. Don't <laughs> go to the dude with the scissors now. Definitely. That sounds Definitely. awesome. I want to read that script. Well, we're going to we're gonna get it done. It's a story I've been carrying for a while, and I've always wanted to do something that deals with those parts of the cultures in my family. And, and we'll see how it goes. And I just love the fact that Doretta has always been like one of my my favorite heroes, especially in terms of black women in horror, and especially black women in Italian horror. So. And she was in Demons. She was in Demons. Rats. You got to tell them for the sake of the argument, just because I was just <laughs> reading it again the other day. What's that? Your, your short story that's in the book the, with, the, with the, the dreadlock. Girl with the snakes. Oh, my short Medusa, story. Medusa, the okay, girl. So just, everybody, oh my God, okay, so uh, the book Long Hidden, um, 
speculative fiction in the margins of history. Those of you can go online and get it. You can get it in Kindle in the book. But my story was called Maidu, and basically Maidu is just a play on the word Medusa because the original Medusa is North African, African. And basically I took her and I made her into a cowboy in the West that there's a bloodline of Medusas Mm -hmm. who were actually guards back in Africa for a lot of the Nubians back there in Egypt. Mm -hmm. And they have these dreadlocks, and that's how the mythology came through because they have these little tentacles at the end that would inject... Nerve, and that's how it would get like really hard, and so people would say they turned into stone Mm -hmm. when it wasn't. It was just like a biotoxin that would just make it really kind of rock hard, Mm -hmm. and they would just go around just killing people that way. Yeah, they would just kill people, Mm -hmm. and then the hair would just suck back into their scalps and stuff. (laughs) And it was just because I was just like vibing off my own dreadlocks, and I said, "Bitch, if I could just have some tentacles in here and just kill a motherfucker, (laughs) what would that look like?" And that's how the story came. That sounds sounds amazing. (laughs) I should film that actually. Yeah, I was. A cowboy, a cowboy movie with, with. Medusas on horseback mm-hmm. with dreadlocks coming around and killing people. Wow. <laughs> That's my shit. There's another project we're doing <laughs> that that would be perfect for. It's really? An anthology mm-hmm. horror series. That and you know mm-hmm. I love anthology horror series. Who doesn't? <laughs> yes. Come on. Yes. You're like my new horror, but I have to get no, you with my gonna, horror we're click. We're going to sit around. We're going to have to I'll sit with my this, horror I'll, people. I'll, I'll make you some corn tortillas. <laughs> we will sit down. We will watch The Twilight Zone. <laughs> Will they be? Will they? Will they be fresh? Of course, ground I make them. I make by the my gra- own by, by your grandmother's hands. I mean, oh grandma's for grandma's hands to this. Really? I press my own tortillas. I'll make you enchiladas. We'll do it. I will watch La Llorona videos. And we will watch video La <laughs> videos. And we will sit there and talk about great Abuelita horror. Abuelita would be so proud. <laughs> no, you tell me when. I'm not even joking. No, yeah. Pick it up. When we'll I sit around and watch some Twilight Zone, I'm I mean, in. I'm probably tired of hearing people hit horror in the house and be like, horror, all the good stuff. <laughs> anything, anything with a horror anthology, which I miss and I love, I love those. those yeah. That's the shit. That's the mm-hmm. shit. Teach that's your children well, people. Thanks a lot, Kev. I appreciate it, man. You're Thank awesome, you so dude. Much. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. Lisa Bustamante oh, back there. Magical ginger and ginger. <laughs> <laughs> she is a magical ginger. Kevin Abrams, everybody. That's what's up. Thank so you. let's go ahead and uh, can, can you tell everybody, can they find you on Where Twitter or anything you. like that? Or? No, I'm really bad with. <laughs> <laughs> He's surrounded by kids who play Twitter. You ain't um, even on Twitter. Oh, we go Alpine Labs. Are we, are we on Twitter? Uh, the Alpine Labs is on Twitter and the Alpine Labs is on Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook. And Facebook. Right now. Okay, and, and what's your what's your website? Uh, thealpinelabs.com. Okay, good. Not to be confused Thealpinelabs.com. Cool. And, yeah, there'll be a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> That's what's up. Awesome. That's cool. You guys got some cool projects coming yeah. up. We're looking forward to it. I'm not joking. I really want to sit in a writer's room with Dude, you guys. Let's get <laughs> it in. Let's come get up it with in. some crazy. Let's get it in. Uh, Lisa, Lisa, Cold Jam, where you at? People, you know I'm a Twitter junkie. <laughs> I am. I have. I'm putting myself in rehab the next couple of weeks. <laughs> she said, "No, no, no." But just so you know, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. There's so many wonderful people out there. Oh, but you can catch me every Saturday night um, under the hashtag on Twitter. Saturday night, like, Saturday night sci-fi with Geek Soul Brother. Um, you can catch me whenever Graveyard Shift Sister does it. The hashtag Friday Night Horror. And you can also find me and my work over at Bitch Flicks, which is the. Um, the film critique website, and we do film reviews from an intersectional feminist viewpoint. So a lot of my film reviews, I talk about race, gender, color, class, all of that good stuff. And um, yeah, most of the time you can find me on Twitter, hit me up, shout out at me, you know, say hey. <laughs> uh, uh, if you do follow me, I used to tell people not to follow me on uh, Twitter. I should um, be going in on them. <laughs> uh, my Twitter tag is what fresh hell is this? So look me up, <laughs> what fresh hell is this? And um yeah, like I, you, you get a mix of everything. I do talk about film. I do talk about a lot of pop culture. I do talk about politics and everything else. So it's kind of a mixture of everything. So if you just think, oh, it's just all scripted stuff, just 
just recognize. <laughs> but just eat better. On, sometimes I have to. Some you know. Sometimes I have to go in. Sometimes I have to go in on native <laughs> issues in Indian country. Sometimes I got to talk about black folk stuff. Sometimes I got to talk about European stuff. Mm-hmm. So just just be ready. <laughs> be forewarned. That's what's up. That's what's up. <clears throat> and I am your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. I say Twitter like I'm cool. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say it in your British accent. <laughs> well, I said Twitter. Oh, was it Twitter? There you go. There you go. A little Cockney. A little more Brixton. Yeah. And um, you guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR, on Twitter. You guys can, uh, if you have any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Please don't be emailing me talking about, ooh, I want to be on um, um, the new show with, with Kevin and them. Because I don't know, bitch. You got to call Kev. Because um, <laughs> they be emailing me. Hell, how can I get on the show? Uh Alpine, bitch. Alpine. Um, <laughs> um, big shout out to all the countries. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Um, I was mentioning on the previous episode, uh, Brazil is going really, really strong right now. What's up, Brazil? Australia, uh, Japan, China, South Africa is another big one. Canada, number two, always number two. Um, in Mexico, I'm always forgetting a whole bunch of other stuff. <clears throat> but we are all over the place. All over the place. Awesome. We give you real shit. That's all, you know. So um, y'all know how to do it. Do a favor. Join, me, join with me for 2016. So you get what? Oh, international all you guys, international people, you guys can get the, you guys can get what? If they don't want to Yeah, if you guys don't want to wait, you guys can watch um, um, Fight of the Living Dead on Google Play. Is that what you said? On Google Play. Boom. There you go. <laughs> this is why I'm be doing commercials. Um, <laughs> shut up, bitch. <laughs> so y'all know what I'm saying. Don't forget August 17th, Fight of the Living Dead is coming out, y'all. Don't forget to miss that, to watch it. To watch it. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Don't forget to watch that. Um, huh, what? YouTube Red. That's what's up. YouTube Red. Y'all should have wrote this shit down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're filtering a lot of balls right now. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> he's only been dealing with it for a year. And, he said, oh, and I still don't remember. Yeah. I don't even know Kevin, you sp- page. Kevin, get exactly. on your game, man. Know, Come on now. Come on. Come on. Exactly. I got to wait from like, <laughs> fermenting my foods in my kitchen. So everybody join with me for 2016 when I get to that. So you guys know how we do it on the Rant Room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? 2016. 2016. Peace, y'all. Ciao. Let the beast about the cage That light about the dark Can you build the inferno From an itty bitty spark Coffee shop hustlers Rise with the cream A million of the writers Same Hollywood dream Your pen and paper All like bullets in the gun Write what you feel Say what you want In the red room We say what we say We do what we feel We gotta keep it real In the red room All about the crap So look, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get in. Mm-hmm.